0: Wonderful.
1: Um, I want to take this opportunity, honorable members, to welcome you in this uh, meeting of the Select Committee on Public Enterprises and Communications. And as you know, that this meeting was scheduled and uh, a notice of the meeting was issued in favor of the members as well as the departments that we expect to have today, which is the Department of Public Enterprises and the Department of Agriculture uh, and Rural (laughs) Development and Land Reform. Uh, Honorable members, the reason why the two departments <clears throat> are invited uh, in this particular meeting, it's because we're going to be considering a briefing uh, from uh, Richfield's infrastructure to municipal standards and the establishment of the Community Property Association for the implementation of the deed of settlements. And therefore, Alexco is an entity that primarily reports, as I understand it, to the Department of Land Reform, Agriculture, and Rural Development. And therefore, the expectation is that the briefing will be led by the Department of Land and Agriculture in this respect. But the Department of Public Enterprises will be expected perhaps to make an intervention as well in the process. Uh, I wish now to indicate to the members that the meeting is duly opened and that uh, you are all welcome, honorable members. And we also welcome the delegation from the Department of Public Enterprises as well as the delegation from the Department of Land Reform and Agriculture. Um, I must say that I did receive a written apology from Minister Togo the minister responsible for land reform and agriculture? We have also received another apology from Minister Pravin Gordon, who is responsible for public enterprises members. Um, we have also received the apology from uh, one of the deputy ministers, but I think the officials will indicate because. Those apologies have not come through to my inbox yet. Uh, Meeting is open, members, thank you for attending. Um, I will allow for the officials to indicate some of the apologies I believe we also have from the committee members, apologies from four of our colleagues. Um, Amanda, are are you able to to, to indicate uh, to us the received written apologies?
2: I have with me four apologies. An apology of Honorable Bibi, Honorable Nguenya, Honorable Nana, as well as, well as Honorable
1: Thank you. I hope you are audible enough to the members. Uh, those are the four apologies. Couldn't hear the last one. Can you just uh, restate the last one?
2: The last one is that of Honorable Labuskakhni.
1: Labuskakhni. Is the, is the fourth member who is not available. Um, can I ask um, the critical question because I understand that in item number two of our agenda, we will be considering minutes of the previous meeting. Do we form quorum? Yes, We do, okay. Honorable says we do form the quorum members i think let's consider now to to begin with item number one which is the item that uh, relates to the briefing that we're going to get from alexco this item is supposed to be led by the minister but i think the minister has duly mandated a senior official of the department to lead us if not a deputy minister um Can I take this opportunity to welcome the delegation from Public Enterprises, as well as from the Department uh, of uh, Land Reform, Agriculture and Rural Development. You are all welcome. And the leader of delegation will uh, take us through this presentation. But prior to that, we'll appreciate if you can just uh, introduce your delegation so that we know who is accompanying the leader of the delegation in this respect. The same will apply. With the other department, I now invite the Department of uh, Land Reform, Agriculture, and Rural Development uh, to take the platform.
3: Thank you very much, Honourable Chair. My name is uh, My name is Mogi Zaramasudi. I am the DG for the department. Um, of Agriculture, and Reform and Rural Development. And um, let us appreciate the invitation that we have extended to the department to come and give a brief um, to the select committee on the developments around the uh, Rachtersfeld, specifically around the Community Property Association and the work that the department has done in that space Um, as indicated and the apologies of the principals Together with me today, Honourable Chair and Honourable Members, I've got the representatives of the department, but of specific uh, importance in terms of this meeting and how land reform, especially restitution in this case, unfolds. I've got the commissioner who's responsible for the commission on restitution of land rights um, in the department and Gobordo Ntoko, who's on the platform. I also have got the head um, who's responsible for the Northern Cape and is mainly responsible for the issues of coordination of all aspects of the department's work in that space, especially in the land-reform space, Mr. Moeghizi. In terms of this presentation that we'll take today, we will be taken through by Mr. Moeghizi as the person who's responsible for that work. Mr. Moeghizi has got his team uh, that works with him. And as and when we take questions from the uh, Honorable Members, we will introduce the other team members uh, from there. It is quite important that um, we highlight that the issue around CPAs has received a lot of attention their uh, engagements, and we would like to reiterate that CPAs are actually, in terms of uh, this country, uh, products of statutes. Um, there's a way that they are function, and uh, there's the way that they, um, the department intervenes when there are challenges within CPAs. And our intervention today would be able to point these honorable uh, members to a few areas that we were concerned about the nine entities that are there within the Raster cells uh, community and how this uh, have been assisted by the department and the linkages that they all have with each other. This presentation would be led by Mr. Mojigetzi as indicated and with your indulgence, Chair, I would like to invite Mr. Mojigetzi to take the uh, honorable members through the presentation that we had
0: prepared. Thank you very much, Honourable Chair. Thank you very much, uh, DG. Uh, Good morning to
4: Honourable members of the Select Committee and colleagues. Chair, I hope I'm audible enough. Thank you very much, Chair. Chair, uh, DG has already introduced myself. My name is Kotsom I am responsible for the work of the department in the Northern Cape Province. I am going to take the committee through the briefing. Uh, Members will note that uh, towards the end of last year, we came before the Honorable Committee and we made a presentation. So what I'm going to present here, uh, Honourable Chair and Honourable Members, is progress as uh, the last time when we were here to present to, to the committee. Honourable Chair, I hope my presentation is, members can see it. Uh, Secretariat, please assist me. Sometime I will think that it is... Visible. Oh, no, no. Thank you very much, Chair. Chair, we are here, you know, to present, you know, the status of the Rachtersfeld Communal Property Association, which was uh, put under judicial administration on the, around February of 2020, following the application to the Northern Cape High Court Division by the Director General, you know, to put this cpa under judicial administration members will recall that the last time when you're we here we are accompanied by uh, the administrator but unfortunately he's not available as is attending other to other matters so without any waste of time uh, honorable chair and members this is what we are going to talk about today the outline has reflected there and Chair, through your indulgence, I, I, I'm not going to read these 27 slides, but I'll rather speak to them. So this is what we are going to talk to. I think the DG has highlighted that the main issue is around those complicated entities established, as well as you know progress as it relates to the judicial administration. And then this is the purpose chair. We are here to brief the committee on public enterprises and communication, you know, regarding the status of the CPA. By way of background and context, uh, just to, you know, share with the members, uh, Richters you know, community through the assistance of uh, Mr. Smith, they filed a land claim around 1998 in terms of the restitution of rights acts. And then there was a protected court proceedings. And then at the end, The Constitutional Court awarded the land and mineral rights to the community of Richtersfeld. And in this whole process, Honorable Chair and members, the Department of Public Enterprises, which is the lead in this process, as you have correctly pointed out, and the then uh, Department of Land Affairs, which is now uh, Agriculture, Land Reform, and Rural Development, they represented government in settlement negotiations. And then chair around the 22 of April of 2007, there was a deed of settlement, which was signed between the community of Richtersfeld and the government as represented by the two departments and Alexco. You know, that process was concluded on the 9th of October, 2007. So this deed of settlement honorable chair and members was made an order of court and in this context chair uh, i think uh, in terms of issues relating to the deed of settlement i will talk briefly you know to it but the commission uh, uh, on the northern cape regional land claims commission as well as you know public enterprise they are also involved in this process we are not the only partners as i indicated honorable chair this CPA, you know, was put under judicial administration on the 28th of February, Barry, through a court order, you know, uh, granted by the Northern High K- Court. The
1: case number is reflected there. The reason for the DG approach- oh, sorry, we'll sorry, Dade, yes. can you make sure that your slides are moving? Because I, it seems to us that uh, you are stuck on the first slide, and I think you are already in slide uh, four or five.
4: Oh. Oh my apologies chair uh,
0: from my side okay let me can you see the one uh, i'm still on background chair
4: the first bullet point that talks to did of settlement that's where
1: i am do you see that members i don't see it i see only slide number 1 yes chairperson no, it's not moving
0: Oh,
4: Chair, I am uh, ICT challenged, Uh, can I then, I know I've been made, you know, uh, what to call, the secretariat assisted me to share from my side, Uh, can I request them to intervene so that uh, I don't delay, Chair, I can share this one and then maybe through the secretariat, then they assist me, otherwise I'm going to delay because from my side, slides are moving, but uh, yeah. Secretariat, please can you assist me quickly? I'm going okay. to stop sharing this one and then allow you to.
1: Okay. In the meantime, you can you can talk through. Uh, please, Amanda, can you quickly assist us with that so that we don't uh, delay uh, the the work of the committee?
0: Okay. Chair. Can can I proceed, chair? Oh yes, can you go to slide uh, slide number five? Yes, this one. Uh, I hope members can now see. No, no, no. I've, I've I've already spoken to this. Can you go to the next one? Apologies for that. Okay then. So, chairperson and members, uh,
4: after that court order, you know, uh, which you know agreed with the DG that the this CPA must be put under judicial administration. Then the DG also followed a due process where, honey, attorneys, you know, were appointed as judicial administrators. So this firm of attorneys, you know, are then appointed. I mean, advocate on Majid to assess the department you know, in uh, administering the affairs of the, uh, of the CPA. And this administration is for a period of three years, which started around February 2020, and then it will come to an end the next year, February. So in terms of the court order, Honorable Chair, the judicial administrator is required to exercise powers of the executive committee of the rectors' CPA and perform all functions assigned to him. So because of the dynamics within that CPA, uh, you know, there were conflicts, you know, uh, members were litigating against each other, you know, all of those, you know, challenges. And then the CPA was put under administration. So, the judicial administrator is expected, you know, to exercise those powers, you know, as uh, envisaged in the Communal Property Association Act. You know, so what he has done so far, chair, and our the following slides will indicate, he met everybody within the Rectorsfield, you know, community, and a work plan in line with the court order was developed and
0: confirmed and has been approved. This was part of the court order. Uh, next slide, please. Yes. So, Chairperson, in order to protect the
4: interest of this community, the deed of settlement that I alluded to, you know, uh, it sought to create a very compre- comprehensive, yet complex structure of trust. Uh, you will you, see, Chair, uh, the slides that are coming, you know, how this, uh, what you call, structures, we say they are complex, you know. So uh, I'm just going to give uh, what you call, Update, you know, as regards to the status of those eight entities uh, which were established under the CPA. So, all in all, we are talking about nine structures, including the CPA. Uh, the next slide, please. Yes, Chairperson, this is high-level, you know, depiction of how uh, the, the, the entities, you know, have been established as a result of the land claims of Rectorsfield. At the top there, you can see is the Richtersfeld CPA, which has been established. It's just that now we are uh, busy regularizing it, you know, since it was put under judicial administration. Then we have two trusts just below the DES. It's the Richtersfeld Community Trust and the Richtersfeld Investment Trust, and then all the others uh, as reflected here. The following slides, you know, will give details of the status of each, you know, structure. But what we want to point out here, Person, is that the Regtersfeld Agricultural Holding, uh, it has been liquidated. Uh, and then the other one, uh, which is Alex for PSJ, of which my colleagues from public enterprises you know, are qualified to talk to it. But I'll just give the update on the status of you know, around members or uh, directors who are supposed to be serving on the structures.
0: Next slide, please. Yes. So the department chairperson,
4: in terms of no execution of the court order, Uh, remember last time when we were before the committee, we said the elections of the executive committee are going to take place. And we are pleased to report that, uh, honorable chair, that around November last year, uh, following the appointment of the elections AJC by the department uh, through the DG, uh, uh, the, 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 the AIFSA you know were appointed you know to assist with the election of the executive committee of the CPA. And these elections took place in November 2021. and early this year around January they were by elections. So the following slides then will show the current status of the entities. So we are happy to say currently uh, the executive committee of the CPA you know is in place. The first entity that I wish to refer to is the Rechtersville well Communal Property Association. I've already spoken to this. We have about 15 members. Uh, remember, this is still under judicial administration. Uh, eight has been elected. Uh, the members must concentrate on the 15. This 15 is constituted by the eight which should have been elected through the communities, working with the administrator. There are two from uh, the local municipality and two at the discretion of uh, the uh, the CPA itself, and one from the department. What is outstanding here, chairperson? person? Because when you add those numbers, it's thirteen. There's a, an understanding of uh, again, two people you know need to be uh, what you call to be, let's say, to be co-opted or appointed by the CPA. You know, to address issues of gender and uh, issues of uh, disabilities. So the CPA is in the process of finalizing these two appointments. The biggest challenge here, Chairperson, uh, as I said uh, last time, you know, CPAs by their very nature, they are conflict-ridden. Already there is a group within Richtersfeld, which is not happy with the election of the chair and the deputy chair. Furthermore, Chairperson, some members, beneficiaries, are not happy, you know, with the nomination of politicians. Politicians, in this case, is the councillors, because what the municipality of the Richterswell local municipality has done was to nominate two councillors. So members are not happy that councillors are serving on the CPA structure. So we just want members you know, to take note of that. The next tra- uh, uh, slide, please. The Richterswell Community Trust, uh, the composition here is seven trustees, To date, uh, all, you know, uh, people, the directors who are supposed, you know, to serve on the fellow Community Trust, you know, have been duly nominated, four from communities, and three independent directors which have been nominated by the CPA. Remember, Chair Trust, you know, the, you know, uh, members of the trust or trustees are appointed by the master of the high court. So what is outstanding is the registration of these trustees by the Office of the Master of the High Court. Uh, the, the, the only challenge that we wish to highlight here is that the trust does not have personnel nor budget you know, to deal with these issues. Next slide, please. Rectors Mining Company. Here we say that the composition is six directors. To date, uh, only four members have appointed by the community. So what is outstanding is the nomination of two independent directors by a company called Selfdeco, which is responsible, you know, for uh, matters in, it's a development company within the Richtersfeld. So I that, that, that is outstanding, Chairperson. And the other issue that we wish to bring, you know, to the attention, you know, of the committee is that uh, Which we we, we regard as a challenge. The RectorSwell Mining Company is unable to nominate the board of uh, things. The PSJ is a joint venture, you know, it is not fully constituted. So, in the interim, you know, the court has appointed uh, directors just to, know, to serve on this, you know, to assess with the operation of the PSJ so that uh, operations are not disrupted. But this chairperson, you know, will be have to be resolved by a court, and uh, the court. I'm aware that uh, it was uh, sitting uh, on the third of this month. Uh, we have not received uh, uh, what to call any uh, update regarding the outcome of this matter. Mm-hmm. Next slide, please. The Ford structure, Richtersfeld Environmental Rehabilitation Company. Uh, here we are happy chair, to say that all the directors have been
0: appointed. next slide, please The agricultural holdings company
4: this is the one that I said, chair, you know uh, it has been liquidated uh what uh, uh, what is uh, i mean there is a new company which has been established It's called Richtersfeld Growers. This is the one that is going to replace the liquidated one. To date, uh, everybody, I mean, no one has been appointed to this new uh, company. And then, but the feeling of the company, uh, of the members, is that instead of having six directors as initially envisaged, uh, the committee is comfortable to have, you know, four community members, you know. That is the resolution of, 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 of the members themselves. So like I said earlier, there is a new group within Richtersfeld. They call themselves Take Charge Nama United Richtersfeld Company. Uh, this grouping, uh, Honorable Chair, has submitted a petition to the Northern Cape Provincial Legislature. You know, uh, 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 yes, they want to be the managers of all this firm. And according to the department, you know, this is a threat, you know, to the stability of, 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 of the company and the CPA
0: itself. Next slide, please. Can we move? Yes. The
4: Rector's Property Holding Companies. The only challenge here, Chairperson, is that uh, from the six directors who are supposed to be appointed, the community has done its work through, through assistance of the judicial administrator. Four members have been appointed, Selderco, still to you know to nominate or appoint two independent directors and then the uh, challenge here, you know the this director is still to, engage, to negotiate with alex Ko regarding the transfer of uh, there is a 45 million story chairperson so that 45 million story which uh, my colleagues from dpe you know a better place to talk to it can only be dispersed once you know the structure is up and running so I think I, I, I need to make this clear Person, in anticipation of a question regarding this uh, 45 million story. And then the seventh one is the Reckerswell Self-Development Company. Uh, the, the, the composition here is 11 directors. To date, only four community members. You see, you see the trend, honorable chair. The community you know, has appointed everybody that's supposed to be appointed. And it, it, this is through the intervention of the uh, judicial administrator. So, again, here, you know, three independent directors must still be appointed, and also four persons to be nominated by each of the subsidiary companies. So, the challenge is that uh, this uh, self development company has, is not yet fully
0: constituted. The next slide, please. Yes, Well Investment
4: Trust. Composition 9, to date only 7. Here, Chairperson, I need maybe to spend a minute or two just to explain why, you know, uh, 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 in the nomination of other two people are outstanding. It's from one, the our minister, Minister of agriculture Land Reform and Rural Development, is supposed to appoint a person, and also one from the Minister of Finance. But here, Chairperson, uh, we have been advised that the Minister of Finance has exercised his right not to participate further. So, regarding our minister, uh, the approval process, you know, has been set in motion, and very soon our minister, you know, uh, will be given all the necessary documents to consider that recommendation. It will come through the DG to the minister. Uh, I think all in all, chair, these are the structures, and now I want to deal with the. Progress regarding the court as we are directed by court. Issues to be attended to. Uh, Okay, this is the last one, Chair. My apologies for that. Okay. Chair, with regard to progress, all the KPA's objectives, you know, they have been taken directly from the court order. The court then said, you as a department, you came to us to say you want to put this CPA under administration. This is what you need to do. The first issue that the court direct, directed us to do is the review of the deed of settlement. Uh, the responsibility there is the commission, but we have been, uh, the commission does not have money, you know. Uh, they, 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 I think they are not allowed to use the uh, post settlement uh, the, 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 the funding, you know, to deal with post settlement issues because once the land is settled and then everything, you know, comes to the department. But on this one, Chair, uh, uh, so w- what we are saying here is, uh, chairperson uh the commission is unable you know, to appoint an attorney to review the, 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 the deed of settlement. Uh, and this one is a matter that is still being debated. So I'm not going to waste time there. Uh, I'm aware that uh, my colleague from the RLCC you know, is accompanying the, 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 the chief land claims commissioner. The second issue that we were directed to the Department was to ensure that the membership register, remember, Chair, for a CPA to be compliant, one of the requirements is to make sure that a a, a membership list or register is updated annually. So the court said to DG that to go back and make sure that the membership register of Richter's Felt, you know, is corrected and updated. Uh, This must be in compliance with the CPA constitution as well as the CPA Act. So we are very pleased to inform the committee that for the fact that elections were held, the register was used for those elections because a CPA cannot go to elections without an updated uh, register. So this has been done by the administrator working with the community. So of course, Chair, this thing like uh, which I say is like must be done on an annual basis. So we have opened for comments. Of course, there will be other people you know, who will be dissatisfied to say, "My name is not there, you know, but we did not experience serious challenges. So uh, the, there's a period you know of uh, comments from from, from, from members on, and all, even those those who want to apply. There will be those who will say, "No, I, I want to be a member." And my beneficiary was excluded so from the twenty seventh of this month until of the next month there will be a, a that will be a period you know which has been set aside for the applications to be considered as well as for comments and then this will lead to the adoption of new members and once that is done the report will be presented to the AGM which will consider everything
0: then a resolution will be taken next one please Next slide, please. Okay. The court also said uh, DG must ensure that the administration
4: of the CPA is conducted in an orderly, efficient, and accountable manner. Yeah, Chairperson, we are also pleased that uh, the administrator you know, has registered much progress. Uh, for an example, there is a person who has been assisting you know, uh, the CPA, uh, Ms. Anne-Marie DeVette, has been retained as the secretary to provide the administration and secretarial support to the CPA. Let me clear this. Ms. Anya marie Divert is not the secretary of the CPA. It's not the elected secretary. It's the appointed secretary, you know, to assess, you know, dealing with secretarial issues and as well as the administration of the CPA. The farm manager has been appointed. Like I said earlier, the Richters growers growers. Uh, that company which has replaced the agricultural one, the liquidated one, you know, it plays the role of the farm manager. And then also the court directed the department to ensure that the assets of the CPA, you know, there is some management of all those assets. We are pleased to inform the committee that an assessment was undertaken by the administrator Although the issue of movable assets is not yet completed, but there is much progress, at least he knows where are those. But as soon as everything has been accounted for, then that uh, movable register you know, will be submitted you know, to the annual general meeting. Immovable assets have been determined and registered. So like we regard this as an ongoing uh, process, chairperson. Uh, so as soon as everything is done, then a proper report will be presented to, 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 to the annual uh, general meeting of the CPA. But for us, for from our side as a department, we don't anticipate any
0: challenges here. Next slide, please. Some financial management. This
4: is one of the issues that the court directed the department to do because one of the issues uh, that led to the CPA being put under judicial administrations. There were issues relating to maladministration, finances of the, of the CPA, you know, uh, all of those challenges. So in terms of progress, the CPA is a FNB bank account. And uh, there were there was a serious challenge where the previous executive committee, you know, did not uh, allow the administrator to have access to the bank account because the administrator you know is like performing the work of the executive committee so that has been stopped that has been stopped they no longer have access you know to to, to the bank account and then uh, the is about to finalize the process you know of ensuring that the administrator has access to the bank account. Remember, Che, I think I must explain this. The reason for the administrator having access to the bank account, when there are meetings and all other issues, uh, he must use the funds of the CPA. So if there there is no, he doesn't have access to that, he will not be able to execute uh, the responsibilities in terms of the court uh, but an accountant has been appointed to do the books. Uh, we are happy to uh, inform the committee that for the financial years, 16, 17, 17, 18, 18, 19, 19, 20, there is uh, what you call uh, progress in terms of preparing, you know, uh, financial statements. Because one of the requirements of a CPA that is compliant is to make sure that they submit audited financial statement so this accountant is assisting the cpa you know to deal with that because there has been a backlog of uh, uh, regarding the uh, preparation of financial statement there is also investigation you know which has been initiated by the special investigating unit, unit relating to the finances so we are unable you know to inform the committee about the status of this investigation because it's being handled by Uh,
0: the SIU. Uh, Next slide, please. Okay. The other issue that the court directed honorable chair was for the department, you
4: know, to consider working with the community, of course, to consider whether this, uh, what you call, whether uh, an amendment is necessary for the constitution of the CPA. And also whether the legal entity must it be, uh, what to you call it? I mean, to, 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 to amend the constitution of the CPA, as well as those structures that I referred to, you know. So remember we said, these structures, you know, they are very complex, they are very complicated, you know. So the court said, there must be that consideration. So there was a meeting, uh, I think it was a week or two, you know, uh, where, you know, this issue was put on the table uh, there was a community meeting on the 29th and the 30th so this matter was put you know to to to, to, to or, but the beneficiaries now they are in the process you know what the meeting resolved on you know was to deal with the process to be followed when these issues are dealt with because to amend the constitution you know there must be a particular process that must be followed and also to consider the way these structures you know they are constituted so there will be a follow-up meeting you know, On the 24th of June, where there will be broader community consultations, you know, and we anticipate that by the end of June,
0: this whole process will be concluded. Next slide, please. Yes, payments of dividends. I think I have referred to this, you know. This is pending the
4: following adoption of the 2014 to 2021 membership list. Which you know we said uh, people have been given up until the twenty seventh of July, you know, to raise any objections. So any dividends cannot be paid until you know the the, the, the community is certain that from this list these are the genuine beneficiaries, you know, not the transfactors where others will just want to apply for membership knowing that they are not uh, the beneficiaries. The second issue is that also. The dividends will only be paid when the independent directors for the investment companies uh, appointment and the, 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 the company is registered. Once that is done, you know there will be a handover session, you know, between the previous trustees and the current committee directors. And this is scheduled to take place on the twenty sixth of this month. Also, the court. I think this should be the last one. The court said there must be you know general meetings. Special general meetings, you know, those uh, consultation meetings to make sure that the community is updated. We are pleased, you know, to report that the administrator, you know, has been convening those meetings with the community. Uh, and the last, you know, meeting was on the 30th and the 31st of last month. I've already indicated to that. So these meetings are taking place, uh, honorable members. The last slide, I mean, the following slide, please. CPA elections I've already you know uh, spoken to this chair I'm not going to 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 waste your time uh, the elections took place and then what the administrator you know needs to do uh, also as directed by the court was to uh, prepare documentation you know as required by the CPA act and we are pleased to report that you know training you know to members of the uh, uh, what you called uh, of the cpa was uh conducted on the 23rd of april as a way you know of dealing with this thing of submitting you know formal documentation as required by the cpa so that process
0: also chairperson is ongoing and there is progress to that next slide please Chairperson, uh i'm about to conclude now uh, we wish
4: the committee to note the following key issues, that number one, the dynamics of the entities. I think, che, the issue is that you see you know, uh, in terms of the entities, we, uh, the, the people are expected, directors are expected to be appointed or, or elected, but there is no staff to support them. Also, there is no financial benefits for these people. Uh, like we said, uh, these structures, you know, they are bloated and complex. That is why the court said there must be, you know, a consideration, you know, of uh, amending this, you know, but it's for the community to decide. The second issue, you know, is that uh, the project of this nature, honorable chair and members, it requires sufficient human resources. And and this is also you know like provided for in the deed of settlement. So without the human resources, then this project chair, mm-hmm. uh, it may not you know achieve its intended objectives. The structures mentioned above, chair, you know, they also need specialists, you know, official to support. At the moment, you know, uh, there, 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 there is no spec. There are no specialists, and we also say that you know. Uh, uh, this thing of review, this thing must be really be expedited. But at the end of the day, it is the uh, uh, members themselves who have to
0: decide. The next slide, please. I'm almost there, Honorable Chair. Yes, uh,
4: this one is just for noting as well uh, the disputes emanating from the elections of November. was a general meeting which dealt with the dispute and the by-elections of january so this meeting of the first of december attended to close the other issue is that you know the current executive committee elected members they have appointed their own attorney i think it's good for us as a department the issue here is for that attorney to assess these members to deal with other legal matters remember the the, the the role of the administrator is not, although it's an attorney, mm-hmm. it's not to deal with this. But other issues that will come out, you know, this attorney will assist, you know, the CPA through the executive committee, you know, to deal with those. The reason why they have appointed their own attorney is for them, you know, for these elected represent, representatives to give focus on what they have been elected to do, Chepa said. So I have already said there was a workshop, you know, in April, uh, to deal with the issues, you know, uh, 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 sort of an induction regarding the roles and responsibilities, you know, of uh, uh, of the CPA members regarding to compliance and governance. The last slide, this should be the last one, Chair. Uh, we are saying that the judicial administrator is on course in terms of implementing the court order. I mean, the progress report, you know, Chairperson confirms that. There was a meeting, Chair, the meeting of the 30th and the 31st. It dealt with the issue of membership list, preparation, you know, for the preparatory uh, meeting. The meeting also did with preparation for amendment of the Constitution, as well as those structures. Finally, Chairperson, uh, we want the committee to note the report as presented to the select committee by the DG of the department. Thank you very much, Chairperson, and
0: honorable members.
1: DG, do you want to maybe have the last word on this presentation before I- We, we We
3: submit, Chair.
1: Thank you very much, uh, DJ and Siyabuca, uh, Ndade uh, for this uh, presentation that is, which was quite very elaborate but quite uh, an eye opener, as it were. I am now going to uh, allow the members of this committee to interact with this presentation, and uh, <clears throat> I will take hands to members who want to perhaps raise questions or comments. Um, Amanda, can you assist me with all the, I see the Honorable Smith, I see the Honorable Arnolds, I see those two hands at the moment. Do we have other hands which I might not be seeing from where I'm seated? Yes, Chair. Honourable Modise, Honourable Mabato, I see you there, in that order. Honorable I'm here, Honorable. I'm here. I'm here also, Chairman. Honourable Nana, in that order. Uh, uh, Honourable Smith, the platform is all yours.
5: Thank you, Honourable Chair. Uh, apologies for not putting on my video. Uh, my network uh, is a bit of a problem as uh, experienced before as well. Uh, Chair, my first question would be uh, related to, uh, you know, the selection of the beneficiaries. Um, What is the criteria being used uh, to determine who is actually the real beneficiaries and who not? Uh, As mentioned by the department, you know, that there is a few consfighters. Um, but how is that determined? You know, uh, how do you actually determine who is the actual beneficiaries and who's not? Um, uh, 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 so yeah, then the the second question I have uh, uh, che, is uh, in terms of um, you know individual choices of 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 community members. Uh, you know, who is beneficiaries of this or part of the CPA. Um, Because, you know, as far as I understand from other CPAs, uh, one of the uh, criteria that uh, is, is put forward is you need to stay there. So if somebody moves out and go and look for a job in the city, because we know up in the Richtersfeld, you know, uh, job opportunities and all of that is is quite limited. Um, You know, how do these uh, beneficiaries opt out of a CPA or how, you know, how does that work? Um, Do they lose their, their benefit uh, you know, uh, yeah, by by going and looking for opportunities, uh, or how is that handled? Um, the second, the third, uh, question I have is, you know, in terms of being a, ben- a beneficiary, uh, what actual proof does such beneficiaries have that they are in fact, uh, a shareholder within the CPA? and entitled uh, to a certain share of of such a a structure thank you chair uh,
1: thank you honorable smith uh, the honorable arnolds
6: uh, thank you uh, chairperson and greetings to the honorable members and then also to the officials uh, yeah chairperson we note the presentation on the status Are of you the also
1: having stuff. challenges of the network honorable arnolds uh, can you hear me, chairperson? We can hear you, but we can't see you. Oh, okay, sure, sure. You want to see me, chairperson? The nation wants uh, to I see. You. Me.
6: Okay, sure, chairperson. Greetings. Yeah. Sure. Uh, now, chairperson, uh, we we note the presentation on the status of the uh CPA, and I think we we when the the department also had a presentation with us in terms of the CPA. Um, um, it was mentioned and we know there was dynamics and challenges and that's why uh, the CPA was put under administration. But now it seems to me that we are going to sit with more challenges uh, when it comes to uh, the CPA, especially now when we have um, politicians and uh, in in, in terms of councillors now, there is also been nominated to serve uh, I think this will also create instability not instability but or this is not even a good move in terms of uh progress uh, for 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 the CPA so I just want to check now um why is there now uh, uh counselors or politicians on on the CPA and will this not further hamper the work of, of the 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 CPA then uh, say person uh, the structures um, the entities uh, were created to protect the interests of, of the community. But how can you move forward without uh, uh, the necessary uh, human resources? Uh, that will must now also put a strain um, or not progressive uh, progress um, in terms of the, the programs and everything that the entities are supposed to achieve. Uh, then, Chaperson. Uh, previously we heard about uh, the take charge Nama United, the company, uh, that is posing a threat to the stability of the Richtersfeld agricultural company. But we don't, they must come up here and say what is the, the solution here uh, in terms of, of this now, because we can't every time here, there is a risk. a risk but there is Mm -hmm. no solution uh, in terms of of this company that is posing a risk. Thanks, Jefferson.
1: Thank you, Honorable Anos. And we now uh, give the opportunity to the Honorable Modise. Honorable Tebukho Modise, the podium is all yours.
0: My video.
2: Okay. Um, thank you very much. Uh, and let me greet the department and <clears throat> my colleagues. Sheperson, <clears throat> when I read the presentation of the department on slide number seven, they refer to the managerial changes as responsible to delay, uh, for the delays in hanging over of uh, municipality responsibility. Which side did these managerial uh, changes uh, came from? From COPTA or from Alexco? If you can explain to me, because I I, 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 I don't understand clearly, maybe uh, as a lay person, uh, they can assist me. And then my second question, it will be in... I think, um, it will be an ideal when the, the handover is done for these people of the richest, richest, but, hey, you hey, know, richest, uh, felt to work for the municipality. In order, in other words, has any uh, skills development or maybe they uh, been capacitated to work in 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 that municipality after the hanging over of uh, this um, project can they be uh, capacitated uh, for that? If yes, uh, can we be clarified how many uh, people or how many youth have been uh, capacitated? If not, when um, they are going to be capacitated? Because we need a skill, we cannot allow people to go and work without a skill. Thank you very much. Chair, those are my questions.
1: Thank you very much, Honorable Modise. I will now um, allow Honorable Mabato Olive to take the floor. I am.
7: Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, my apologies, my gadget is not named properly. My surname is Eh, uh, Chair, am I audible?
1: Yes, we can hear you, Honorable mukause
7: Chair, there was a committee resolution. I'm not so sure why are we not guided in terms of this, because there was a committee resolution that there must be a physical interaction with the committee, with the Rectors felt a, a community. Um, there was that resolution. Uh, maybe staff can assist us in terms of tracking it down. Um, and it was postponed to say, before we can even come and hear about other squabbles of Russell Svelte, the committee must visit the community, interact with the community, and try to understand what exactly is happening here. Uh, secondly, Chair, by the look of it's things. It's
0: 11 hours. Go ahead. Am I being Honourable. protected? Chair?
1: Go ahead, Honorable Mugao, say You are protected.
7: Chair, by the look of things, uh, there's too much political interference here. And some of these squabbles might be sponsored. We can't have too much politics in a project which was named or meant to benefit uh, communities. Hence, I'm, I'm, I'm urging that we be guided in terms of that resolution that the committee must go there and find out what are the real issues. This is not the first time, this is not the second time that A report from Rechtersfeld, whenever it comes to this committee, it is not a progressive report. It is not a positive uh, picture of the community of Rechtersfeld. So we are not seeing any intervention from both the provincial government and national government. It might be a national government project, this one, but in terms of locality, is in the Northern Cape, and and they, they should have intervened as a province and tried to get things in order. This is not the first resettlement project happening in this province. Hence, I'm saying, why are we not seeing any intervention from
1: the provincial government?
7: Uh, those are my contributions, Chairperson. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much, Honourable Macausa. Uh, I now allow the Honourable Nana to take the floor.
8: Thank you very much, uh, Chairman. Uh, my apologies, as you can hear, I'm, I'm in the car, I'm trying to to get home as quick as possible. So, and I, would, I wouldn't be able to switch on my my video. Honourable Macausa, the reason why people are dragging feet on this on this one is because it has got diamonds in it. Having said that, colleagues, you will recall, in one of the meetings, maybe let me preface, let me preamble by saying, I have been a member of parliament between 2009 and 2014, and I served in in the National Assembly uh, in public enterprises.
0: It, It gives me
8: a deep sense of shame and I said this to, to the department and I left before, I think in 2019,
0: that we should all be ashamed of ourselves. Honorable Makausa is correct. Very
8: clearly there are politics at play here, but unfortunately, people's livelihoods, people's lives are being used as a political
0: football vulnerable chairman, in 2009, most of
8: what Alex was presenting today, they were telling us the same story. There seems to be very little progress and political will to resolve issues uh, of the community of Raktaswalt, of, 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 of. it is such a shame. And I am not saying this to score political points, but I'm afraid all of us, history will judge us very harshly. It can't be that every time a let's talk comes, comes before before the committee. Uh, they, I mean, we we are basically back to square one, for there's very little progress. It can't be. It, it has been left to drag for far too long, chairman I can't agree more with honorable Macauza. There's a resolution of this committee that we need to go to, to to that community and hear it for ourselves. Because, because as it stands, we always hear from from the department and Alexco, and and, and, and I want to second. A proposal that the staff must must guide us the staff must tell us where, where is the process how far is it but, but having said that uh, joining, I, I, I joined the meeting a bit late as you might have seen that I tell her an that I'll be joining late because I was traveling and I kept I kept being kicked in and out so I might I might have missed uh, the gist the gist of the presentation but, but really, my interest is, 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 on, is on the
0: Zondo commission report. My question to Alexco and the department, what
8: has been found by Judge Zondo in so far as Alexco is concerned? How much or or how how prevalent was state capture? To what extent was state capture at at, at Alexco? Are there recommendations uh, from the Zondo Commission? If yes, what what, what has been done with those those recommendations? And what is the plan to prevent uh, possible occurrences of a similar nature obtaining in the future?
0: Thank you, Chairman.
1: Uh, Thank you, Honorable Nana. Uh, those are the questions and the comments which we have received from the members. Is that a legacy hand, uh, Honorable Smith?
5: Uh, Yes, apology, Chair, I'm taking it down.
1: Thank you very much. Um, DG and Ademwekezi, those are the matters and the questions that the members are raising with yourselves. I, I do observe that some of the questions are quite very political questions. It is for this reason that uh, <clears throat> in the majority of cases, we prefer that the, the, the political heads of the department are here or at least the deputy ministers are mandated to join you here. I know that now you are in trouble, Diji, that you may be expected to respond to some of the critical political questions which have been raised by members here. And um, before I hand over to you, let me just say a few things as well, uh, as I had appreciated your presentation. But I think that Muge is raising quite a very profound observation here about the CPA itself. I hear him as saying that uh, CPAs, by their nature, are conflict-ridden. That, that statement um, is quite critical. This instrument, the CTA is being brought into question by your department, DG. And um, I, I would like to hear more as to why are you saying they are conflict-ridden by their nature? And um, what are the steps which are being taken to try and transform the instrument so that it can be an instrument uh, that has got stability that has got an ability to deal with the task that it is expected to do because uh, if we make such an observation then it means then something very wrong was done or is being done Uh, In the work of these instruments. I also want to say when I looked at that broader structure of the entire CPA uh, complex, it looks like a very complex structure, very bloated. And as you look at it, you can see that it is a recipe for indeed for conflict. I'm not not talking about the holding instrument. I'm talking about all the other entities that are subdivisions to the, hold, the, the, the holding uh, entity. Um, it, it is a further recipe for a conflict for that community. And indeed, I think something needs to be done to ensure that uh, this thing is stabilized and it is made to fit for purpose so that it can begin to yield the results that are expected for that particular community. Otherwise, we'll be meeting again here in the new financial year talking about the same thing. So it, the critical question is that, is there any capacity? Is there a way of incapacitating that CPA together with other subdivisions? to ensure that it is able to do the task that it is expected to do for the benefit of that community. I also wish to say that I think the the morality as well as the legality of of making councillors in particular to be part of this structure, I think it is something that must have been a strategic mistake. Uh, I, I don't think it will it will be helpful. I think it will further fuel the fires uh, of the conflict that you have observed yourselves. So perhaps it is a matter that needs to be reviewed and be reconsidered so that uh, councillors are not trapped uh, into these entities and then their presence is seen as, as problematic. I think let's protect the councillors and allow them to do what they are expected to do, which is uh, to be in the front line of service delivery in our communities. And then they can work with those structures, not necessarily by sitting on the boards or the committees that run those structures. And uh, lastly, DG, Having looked at that bloated structure, I want to understand that are those people who are sitting there as board members or trustees, are they remunerated? Or this is just a community service? I'm asking this because when these instruments are created, they are intended to benefit primarily community members. And I wonder now if there are fights that are ongoing will the community ever realize what they expect to get from this? Uh, or it is it is something that is created in order to benefit a particular class, be it a political class or a class of those that may be connected. Um, that's what I will be putting forward. And then I want to ask uh, uh, DG, given the fact that uh, this matter has been an ongoing, for quite a number of years. What can we do to assist perhaps the department to ensure that some of the members are pointing to the fact that this structure is located in the Northern Cape and perhaps the Northern Cape provincial government has to be brought into the center of assistance in this regard. Is there any role that perhaps we can assist because I think there is a dire need to make a, an intervention which is strategic, um, which could ensure that this vehicle goes forward and do what it is expected to do. That will be my summation, DJ, And I hand over to you as well as the other officials to perhaps give us comfort uh, about uh, the number of questions that are raised and the interventions that you are going to be taking to ensure that you turn around, because it does require a turnaround. And if there is no strategy to turn around it, then let there be a strategy to turn around it. Over to you, DJ. Uh,
3: Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. And Honorable Chair, I think you, you are correct in terms of the outlook, the political outlook. Um, that would be required from the principals and I'll be able then to have an engagement with the principals and imprint the issues that have been uh, guided so by the chair and the committee. Uh, I have taken a few notes in terms of the engagements and I would like to thank the honorable members for their questions, which we will go through. I think in terms of the responses, maybe let us start by um, requesting that we go through to the commissioner who will take us to the genesis of the engagements in terms of um, the uh, restitution case and how we came up with the CPA because Honorable Smith in his um, uh, uh, initial question, he, he was talking to the selection of beneficiaries, which is um, really at, at, at the source of the of the engagements when we start off with the restitution case, we will then go into the uh, deeper issues in terms of how the department deals with the CPA per se, and the processes um, as has been asked by the uh, honourable members. And the a team will respond to that. And then I will take the policy issues that the uh, honourable members have uh, to or any other question that my colleagues may have had oversight on. So, with your permission, Chair, I would request that we start with the Commissioner, uh, Mayor Ndrago uh, and then we can go to the team, and then I'll uh, wrap up in
0: terms of the policy areas that might have been skipped by the colleagues. Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, good morning to uh, the Honorable Chair. and
9: honorable members um, as indicated. Uh, my name is Nafundo Ndloko. I'm the Chief Land Claims Commissioner. Um, just to um, give um, history, just briefly, as uh, we are aware that this is a, Hochteswald um, is a claim uh, during, uh, before the cut-off date of 1998 and so it's a, a what we refer to as an old or a claim which was settled through a court process. Um, and finally, the uh, deed of settlement was, and the context is that um, because it affected Alex uh, Alexco, it was led by uh, DPE and, um, uh, and the community was assisted by the Legal Resource Center. And so all of these structures were then set up in that fashion so that all of those things that needed to happen were. Uh, And uh, in the context, therefore, of um, how we select or determine who the beneficiaries are, we look at who is the community that lodged the claim, and we conduct a, a, a research or investigation to determine the history of dispossession of that specific community. And then we do what we refer to as
0: verification of those who were specifically dispossessed. And the verification is actually based on looking at uh,
9: what we refer to as the original, originally dispossessed individual. We then trace uh, all of those uh, who were dispossessed at that point in time,
0: and if they are deceased, we look at them. Then that's how the beneficiation uh, of uh, those who are uh, the CPA happened. So it is based on the originality. possessed
1: individuals, so we are really battling to, to hear you now. I think your network is quite unstable. I don't know if you are able maybe to shift. We did hear. Hey. Yeah. Um I think we are struggling to hear you, uh Nomfundo. Uh but however I think we got the genesis of where this uh, situation emanates from and i don't know <clears throat> whether is there someone who is accompanying Sesunpundo who may step up maybe to conclude on what she was still uh, saying
3: uh, Chair, m- maybe if we can just allow her to to get a a proper uh, gadget or even space and we continue with Mr. Moeghizzi and then just be after Mr. Moeghizzi um, we'll uh, intervenes, then we'll check whether she's uh, available just to conclude on that. I'll propose, Chair. Thank you no, very much. Order.
1: Order, DJ. Thank you so much. Uh, thank we will, you very much. We'll come back to you because we, we were struggling to hear you. But we, we'll take um, Mr. Moeghizzi and then we'll come back to you. In the meantime, please look for a stable uh, area where we can hear you properly in terms of network.
0: No, teacher. Can I shoot, Chairperson? Please, sir. Okay,
4: thank you very much, Chair. Chair, I I want to pick up from what CLCC Mayor Nomfundon Droko said. What is the role of the department? Once a claim has been settled by the CLCC, having I mean Chief Land Claims Commissioners processes, you know, after identifying beneficiaries and the likes, then the and the, the, the community has uh, opted for a legal entity called a uh, communal property association. Then uh, the DG comes uh, into play. The role of the DG in terms of the Communal Property Associations Act is very clear is to support and monitor compliance of a, a CPA you know by support we I mean it will refer to this like where maybe they need you know to be assisted in convening meetings the department you know will you know provide that particular assistance so the main business of of the DG you know uh, 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 in terms of the act you know is to make sure that a CPA is compliant With the legislation, which in this case is the Communal Property Association Act, and also its own constitution, Uh, I think I must give this chapter so that we understand our role. Uh, Chair, uh, I think uh, the issue of Honourable Smith have been uh, addressed by CLCC. Let me attempt to attempt to deal with the issue of uh, uh, Honourable Annals. You see, Honourable Annals. Uh, our role is limited. If uh, in the constitution of a CPA like in this case Rahaspfeld, it says the, a, the municipality must nominate two to be part of that. So if a uh, local municipal council, which is a local government, if in their own view you know they, nom- uh, they feel that nomination of politicians you know, is correct. Uh, there is nothing that the department can do because they, uh, the CPA, the beneficiaries, that is in line with the, uh, the uh, their constitution. But of course, from time to time, you know, whilst you know trying to monitor, provide support, we can only make suggestions, you know. Because honestly speaking, I agree with you, you know, the nomination of politicians, there uh, is, is, you know, already they have started, you know. I need not go any further on that. There are concerns now relating to those uh, nominations of the two councillors. That was a municipal council decision. And as a department, you know, we did not have a say on that. Chair, uh, what we are saying here is that all these other things, uh, Chairperson, within the CCPA the nominations and the likes, it is done in accordance with their own constitutions which they adopted, in a properly constituted meeting. So, yeah, the issue of lack of resources as well, uh, honorable uh, Arnold, the current administrator, you know, is working with the committee, you know, and I hope at the end of the day, the administrator will make proposals, recommendations, you know, to the committee itself, which must be submitted to ordinary members of the CPA, you know, to consider is not there to direct to say look uh, for this structure you know you need to have this and that the call is for the members themselves as a department our role you know is very clear on what we need to do is the interventions the reason why DG went to court you know to say uh, this CPA is non-compliant with its own constitution and the act uh, please consider putting it under administration then the court at the end agreed with us. That is how far the DG can go in terms of dealing with these things. Uh, honorable mudise uh, look, Chair, I think in addressing the issue of Honorable mudise uh, I will say I am aware of a process that was initiated by the Northern Cape Provincial Government through the DG in the office of the Premier. We were requested to serve in that structure it, that structure was dealing with the transfer, you know, of properties to the Rectorsville local municipality. I am aware that both Alexo and DPA they were also part of that. Like we said previously, Chair, at some point I think uh, maybe you should consider engaging the provincial government through the DG, you know, of the the DG in the office of the Premier to talk to these issues, because ours is to make sure that. Uh, the CPA is regulated, uh, and it complies with the act. So there are other stakeholders in this: Northern Cape Provincial Government, DPA, and Alexo, and and the likes. So those other ones, the provincial government is better placed to speak to those issues. Of course, some of this, you know, they have you know a direct impact on the functioning of the CPA, you know, in terms of. Uh, uh, what you call complying with the with, with the act? Uh, I I think chair, issues raised by Honorable Mokawuse and Nana, those are of political nature, and I will not attempt, you know, to to, to deal with them. Uh, I'll, I'll leave them to to, to PG, uh, Yeah, because they are of political nature. The last issue, Chair, that I wish, you know, to raise, yeah. The, the issue of the structures there remember there is a directive from the court that uh, as a department we must assist the community you know in you know reviewing some of the structures. I think the court said we must consider reviewing it so the administrator working with the community they are in the process as we reported that you know there was a workshop which agreed, you know, uh, I mean, a meeting where they agreed that this is the uh, process that we are going to set in motion and these are the issues that we are going to, to, to consider. Yeah, around issues of, uh, I think DG will deal with some of this issue on whether the CPA is a correct vehicle uh, and the likes. I, I think, Chair, uh, this is uh, what we can respond to on the issues raised by honorable members. Thanks, thanks very much, uh, DG uh, uh, Chairperson. Oh, sorry, Chairperson. So my apologies. There was a question regarding the remuneration of people who are serving on the uh, board of directors. Our understanding is that you know, once these structures are properly constituted, uh, normally the uh, the board of directors will get a sitting allowance. But at the moment, uh, they are not uh, they, they, they are not being remunerated because some of these structure, structures are not uh, yet fully you know uh, thing they are not uh, fully constituted you know but this is an issue that the administrator you know is working hand in love with the community you know
1: to consider thank you very much honorable chair uh, see how well, uh, the Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. I hope I'm audible. Yeah, you are audible now.
9: Thank you. Thank you and apologies for that. Um, I was saying that uh, in the context of how we um, allocate or nominate who is a beneficiary, it is based on the originally dispossessed individuals who were moved at uh, that point in time. And then uh, a family tree is then identified and were able to Actually, point out households that were affected and uh, their um, next uh, generation. Uh, so we're able to tell in if it's a community claim that uh, 50 households were affected and we're able to identify the 50 households based on the original dispossessed individual. Um, and then once that has been done. Uh, which would have been done through a verification, which happens with the community themselves who assist uh, in identifying who was dispossessed and also us looking at historic documents that are available. We're able to then uh, create a communal property association that then holds the land on behalf of those households. The communal property association then has a constitution that guides how the affairs of the households are run because the households, if they are 50, they are the ones who are the owners of the CPA and they are all shareholders in the CPA. The constitution then guides in terms of how committees are nominated, responsibilities, how to remove uh, uh, committee members if they err, including who votes when and how, and the same community has a right to change uh, any of those terms as long as they're able to comply with the processes that are guided by the Communal Property Association Act that will say you need to have a quorum, you need to have an annual general meeting, uh, you need to ensure that you are compliant in order for you to do those things. So I would argue that the CPA itself is structured similarly to how a company, a private company, would be obligated to do things if they needed to amend change, confirm anything that is associated. So the CPA becomes the land holding entity. And the other uh, entities that have been referred to here become entities that um, have been authorized by the CPA to do activities, various activities on behalf of the beneficiaries of the CPA who are the main holders of whatever right that is there. Uh, So um, even if you are outside of Roostersfeld and you work elsewhere, you are still entitled to benefit in the same way as person who actually is in Rostersfeld. And just generally to say, uh, Chairperson, that the issues that were raised around us focusing on trying to ensure that this, this project is sustainable for me becomes key in that Um, The issues that are are being dealt with by the Department of Agriculture around dealing with the CPA uh, really are speaking to just a portion of the issues that need to be addressed. Uh, Knowledge that, um, as we've indicated, this claim was settled in 2007. And um, the settlement was uh, led uh, by DPE, on the basis that Alexco was a main um, party that would be impacted. And this was a cabinet uh, decision. So the reason it went back to court was because it was a cabinet decision that was confirmed by court. Uh, And so the uh, settlement agreement, if it was going to be reversed, needed to go back to court. As you are uh, aware, Honorable Chair, previous committee uh, meetings um, had given an instruction that the claim in the nature in which it was settled with these companies that end up with about 50 directors is a structure that is too complex for the type of community that we're dealing with. And so the key issue that needs to be dealt with is a review of the structures so that the CPA, or the benefits that are due to this community are set up in such a way that it's a simple process that can be managed by the community themselves and that they can then derive meaningful benefit. And so I agree that the crux of the matter is not about sub items that we need to do, but about ensuring that the CPA is set up in a simple way so that community members or the households that have a right are able to benefit. Secondly, that all of the things that were identified in the deed of settlement that needed to have been done have been done, including paying of those households, what is due to them. Thirdly, if there is any investigation that needs to be done around any maladministration that is associated with the settlement uh, uh, from 2007 going forward, around all of these companies that have been set up, that that gets done so that at the end of the day, the community uh, who are the beneficiaries and owners of the settlement benefit and uh, in the manner that they should have benefited from
0: 2007. Thank you very
1: much, d g DJ, Do you want to make a summation? Uh, Thank you
3: very much, uh, Chair, for for the opportunity. I think the colleagues had done a pretty job in terms of responding to the issues. I thought there were a few policy issues. Um, And let me start off where Marco Bordo had ended around the uh, whole landholding entity that is the CPA in this case. Um, where the department is currently busy with the work of regularizing the CPA. I think from um, the engagements that uh, Mr. Mwekidzi was relating to, was to ensure that the administrator now is um, able to also assist the community to shape the structures that they have within. I think without any doubt, if one looks at the nomenclature that they have opted for, taking into consideration that this was a discussion and a process that was led by government through the DPE to come up with a structure. If one has got to look at those from a governance point of view, uh, it would mean that each and every one of those would also be a call center, specifically for people who will be um, either trustees or in other cases board members and would have to be paid. So there there is a need for us to agree with the CPA for them to opt for a simpler version of how do they need to to deal with the issues of the business side of issues. The department would assist in terms of the process, but as we all know, in terms of the CPA Act, our our focus would be on the CPA itself. And we will be, under the guidance of the DPE, also be able to assist this process of um, um, rationalizing the business uh, operations that they are having and ensuring that they have got a structure that would be able to deliver a maximum be- benefit for the community members the there was a question around the uh, involvement of politicians. I would not dabble into into politics, but what I would like to indicate is that um, where there is a governance issue raised. Uh, the separation of duties would always be, uh, from a governance point of view, a point that we referred to, so that um, there is no uh, inference that there might be influence coming from elsewhere into the CPA. However, if the CPA members themselves um, uh, would, 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 would agree to a certain issue, the issue around the democratic processes that they have, would also be in the forefront, but from where I'm sitting, um, Honourable Chair and Honourable Members, my take would be um, just to ensure that there is clean governance um, and separation of duties and responsibilities. Uh, That process would need to be looked at by the administrator and it will be highlighted with them as something that was raised by this committee. There is an issue that uh, was raised earlier on, and I think uh, my colleague, has has decided to dodge the bullet. Um, But it touched on the uh, Zondo Commission and the findings of the Zondo Commission around Rafael Svelte and how this would impact on on the work that is there. I think if you look at the fourth deposition of the Zondo Commission, there's a reference to Alexco There is reference to malpractice, and there is also an indication from Zondo that um, commission that there needs to be a follow-up on the issues uh, of Alexco, and that we will leave to the courts. But um, in terms of the department, we are aware um, of the issue that was raised, and I think that DPE is also aware of this issue where a company no uh, with a known name was uh, appointed and this company was uh, purportedly uh undervaluing the uh, diamonds and uh, then overvaluing when selling and that issue is currently uh something that the law enforcement agencies would be responsible for looking at i think in 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 broad terms um and and, and it has been said that Maybe at at, at at a broader level, uh, the discussions that we are having around the the the, the, the CPAs um is, is is an issue that I can indicate that they have been um very topical. And this question that the chair rightfully asks to say is this the right land holding entity? And I think that. In my, in, in my notes also, Honorable Mataula had also asked the very same question, that the, the issue also reached the, the minister. And minister is currently engaging with various CPAs to look at this model and engage in terms of the models that are available for us to have a land holding entity. The Minister, together with the uh, Deputy Minister, uh, Deputy Minister Skwaja, uh, and the Commissioner who just spoke now, have already gone to Northwest, they have been to Bumalanga, they have been to the Free State in a, a, a line of engagements to see uh, whether there can be engagements on the matter, and all provinces are going to be visited. Over and above that, this issue was also raised, Honorable Chair, at an event that Honorable Chair also raised on Communal Land Administration uh, and Tenure uh, Summit that was uh, held by the Interministerial Committee led by a uh, Deputy President, where this issue around uh, CPAs was uh, clearly ventilated. And I think even within uh, Northern Cape, there is a call uh, coming through to say, how do we look at this issue, especially at Rackenfeld, um the CPA itself? Um, how do we deal with it? And it's quite easy because the Act provides for. Um, I think it's two five, where we 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 are provided to say where there is another um, entity that exists that can provide similar work. Um, there, there can be consideration of that. So. This issue around CPAs without any doubt is a typical issue. It's something that the department is giving attention to. And at the end of that process of uh, engaging on CPAs, we will be able to then table a report that, that reflects on the overview of uh, CPAs. But from the three that we, we have already had, there, there is uh, emerging uh, trends that we can already indicate that, Um, There are CPAs that uh, function well um, in the minority and the majority would have uh, differences that needs to be uh, looked at. I would end off, Chair, by indicating that uh, at at, at a broad scale, um, uh, this department is responsible for the CPA and personally in terms of being charged to ensure that um, there's proper administration. We are ensuring that through the administrator, we are regularizing this. And as we exit um, and next year, we would be able to have a proper functioning CPA with the structures that would support it to ensure that there's maximum uh, benefit to the uh, community
0: of Rakhtersav. Thank you very much.
1: Uh, Thank you, DG. Thank you for the answers and thank you for the elaboration as well on some of the comments that were made. And we do understand uh, the limitations in so far as the political questions are concerned. Uh, Members, I know that uh, the responses may not be exhaustive, but I think we we have uh, made the point about some suggestions that need to be taken into account by the department. When we began this meeting, I did indicate that uh, there could be a possibility of an intervention from the Department of um, Public Enterprises. I would want, because I would like us in earnest to conclude by 12, if we can, and if members allow, but I would like to give an opportunity Uh, to the official that is designated by the Department of Public Enterprises uh, to just take us through in the next 10 minutes, um, uh, their take on this matter. I believe that they had prepared uh, just a a, a small intervention in this respect. And uh, I I want to uh, give them an opportunity therefore, Uh, to to state what they would like to share with us uh, around the same matter that uh, we are discussing today. Uh, You will introduce yourself as well as the possible, the board member that is accompanying you here. You are welcome. Um,
10: Thank you, Chair. I'm actually, my name is Trish Hanukom. I'm the Chair of the Interim Board of Alex Gore. And Ms Morongwa Mutengu is here from the department. And I see that the minister's advisor seems to be online as well, um, Marie-Michelle. Um, the interim CEO of Alex score, Mr. Trevor Fowler, and one of my colleagues on the board, Mr. Alan Roberts, is also here. We had been asked to do a presentation on the town handover. And given that you're saying that there's only a very short time, um, you may well want us to come back to the committee. But I wanted to make a few comments. And we have had planned to do two things. One was to give you a snapshot of the state of implementation of the deed of settlement from the point of view of the Department of Public Enterprises, which I'm sure we will still have time for from Ms. Mutengu, and secondly, to give you the exact status from Alex Gore on the town handover. But I thought I would like to just make a few comments of context, given the Discussion so far: The first is that the interim board was appointed four months ago, and it took over after a rather precipitous resignation of the former CEO, who also served as the accounting officer at the accounting authority in terms of Section Forty Nine Two B of the PFMA. So we really have not been there for long but have uh, our first order of business was to appoint an interim ceo so mr fowler has been appointed on a contract for 6 months renewable for 6 months in order to try and regularize both governance arrangements as well as issues of compliance with both the letter and spirit of the deed of settlement and the unanimous resolution that gives rise to the pooling and sharing joint venture that Alex Kohl and the Richtersfeld Mining Company have an interest in, and he will speak to that in a second. But I think the issue that was raised in the prior discussion was about the flow of benefits To the Richtersfeld community. And the intention of the mining operation was obviously to ensure that benefits flow as a result of the land came settlement. But in reality, the mining that has been taking place over years has been done by contractors. And in fact, notwithstanding what the financial statements might say, the cost of mining exceeds the income of mining. And it's that that we need to turn around if there are going to be benefits flowing to the community. So in the four months that the board has been there, there certainly are irregularities that we are aware of and non-compliance with the provisions of the Deed of Settlement and Unanimous Resolution and we are working systematically to resolve those and there was a comment from one of the Honourable Members and from the DG with regard to the SIU report, there is an investigation underway at present, at um, from the SIU and that will obviously deal with much of the content of what is in the fourth report of the State Capture Commission. I think I also just wanted to confirm that uh, we are very concerned about the complexity of the institutional arrangements. It's not just a financial issue. It's also the time implications, the the, the financial implications of time, because the complexities of these arrangements are immense. There clearly are expectations around participation as non-executive directors in these various companies. And in reality, what we found is that the court-appointed directors for the Richter's Mining Company has been remunerated, and that itself has not been in compliance with the unanimous resolution that sets up the pooling and sharing joint venture of Alex Gore and the Richter's Mining Company. So these are all issues that we are going to have to resolve. It really does not make very much sense that we've got a parallel structure of a PSJV board, and an Alex Corps board that really contributes in completely unsustainable ways to the financial implications of the mining activities. I also just wanted to say that the court case that was referred to um, the sitting on the 3rd of June, uh, there was an intervention application That needs to be heard prior to that matter, which is an intervention from uh, the representative of some of the community members, and that case has been postponed to the 5th of August. This also adds to the complexities of how we ensure that actually the economic activity in the area mining and hopefully other economic activity under the ambit of the other structures of the cpa really do generate benefits for the community which was the intention of the settlement and as far as we can tell has not really materialized i if you allow honorable chair uh, Ms. miss motengu has got uh, one slide, just to give you a snapshot overview of the progress on the implementation of the deed of settlement, and then Mr. Fowler has got a very brief presentation of the progress with the town handover so I'll hand over to Ms Motengo.
11: Uh, thank you. Uh, good morning, uh, Honourable Chair and Honourable Members. Uh, my name is Murunga Mutengu. I'm the head of the unit at the Department of Public Enterprises overseeing the affairs of Alex uh, um I know that the brief was only on uh, the imp- the progress in terms of implementation of or um, the infrastructure upgrades, but I think it will be beneficial for members uh, maybe to just give an overview as highlighted by um, my colleagues from rural development, that the department was the lead in terms of this uh, uh, land restitution claim. So in terms of the obligations, there were eight obligations. I'll just be very quick. Um, a, and all of them, except I could say two of them, which one uh, is the infrastructure and the handover of the town and also the transfer of properties are outstanding. So the um, community has received uh, um, the, the mineral rights, they have, uh, or they, 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 those have been transferred, and some of the f- financials in terms of 190 million was um, advanced to the Richtersfeld Investment Trust, So, from one to eight, these are the various assets in terms of finance, financial and land uh, assets that have been transferred to the Richtersveld community, uh, and also different uh, structures that um, to different structures that were uh, established to look after the interest of um, the Richtersveld community. So in terms of the implementation, um, it's, it's quite complex as uh, my colleagues have alluded to earlier. Um, it's not only DPE and rural development that are involved in this process, but we also um, it also extends to other department uh, organizations, such as uh, the national treasury uh, and also the national the provincial government is also key. Uh, in particular in terms of the establishment of the township of Alexander Bay, um, my colleagues from Alex will take us or will give a brief view on the challenges and the difficulties that Alex Cohead is, is encountering um, with regards to this specific uh, provision. So ov- overall, we can say that the implementation is almost complete, except for those two. Um, Provisions and on the forty-five million payment. Um, if I can just summarise that, the it's the payment uh, goes hand in hand with the uh, transfer of about five hundred residential properties uh, to the Richtersfeld Property Holding Company, and the reason for the delay um, was that the property holding company. Um, did not have or was not regular. It it, it only had one director, and uh, the requirement was for the company to have uh, four directors in order for it to be correct, or or six. So th- for a number of years, um, the department has uh, attempted to try and, and and transfer, but we were a bit cautious, given that some of the monies have been have disappeared. Um, for example, the agricultural company 50 million uh, disappeared um, a, a, a while back. so the department uh, is a bit cautious so it's awaiting it was awaiting the process where the Richters felt um, property holding is properly regular regular or it's regularized and it has uh, the the required members in over two in order to ensure that the interest of the community is um is taken care of. Um and also uh, I would like to also um, highlight wrong
10: word that, can you can you leave a few minutes for Trevor please we're nearly yeah. done with the time.
11: Okay. So um uh, maybe just to highlight some of the questions from um uh, the honorable members in terms of the investigation um or of some of the corruption um that were highlighted in the report the SIU has been authorized to investigate the maladministration and corruption at Alexco, but it also extends to investigate um, the, in, the also corruption in the CPA structures. So the investigation has commenced, and we hope, hopefully, in the next few months, we'll have um, a report on um, the investigation itself. But I hope... Uh, um, we will have yeah we will have uh, some progress in the next um, few months uh, without wasting any more time uh, honorable chair i will give to my colleague um, mr trevor fowler to brief uh, the committee on the infrastructure upgrade thank you
10: Mr. Fowler, do you need me to help you with the presentation?
12: No, no, it's fine. Thank you, uh, Chair. Are
10: you Uh, able to predict?
12: Yes. Good afternoon. uh, Good morning, uh, Honorable Chairperson and uh, uh, Honorable Members of the Committee. Let me, I'll be very brief. I, I, it's a fairly long uh, presentation, but I'll take about five minutes. Uh, the background has been put forward uh, already that the um, property, uh, uh, properties and the land and the mineral rights um, were in a court uh, order uh, given to the, <clears throat> to the CPA. And the mineral rights have already been transferred, and there's also a transfer of the services to the municipality, Rütfeld municipality. That uh, process uh, I will go through very quickly. Um, the if you can just move on to the next uh, slide, we can move on. This particular slide uh, uh, covers the. Uh, what was the the formal township of Alexander Bay village is, uh, which was to be handed over. And it's also handed over to the municipality to provide the services. Currently, Alex Corp provides uh, all of the services to uh, uh, to Alexander Bay, uh, the roads, the water, uh, um, uh, the distribution of the electricity which uh, we receive from, from Esco. Um So, to we can move on. the The services, the engineering services here, needed to be upgraded to a level that uh, is acceptable to the municipality, and we've uh, essentially undertaken most of those uh, engineering services. If you can move on. Um, the, the services uh, which, I, which we've upgraded, and I'll just uh, go through them, if you could just move on to the next slide, it says uh, to date, Alex Gore has uh, uh, spent about 66 million in the town handover obligations and upgrades. Uh, so since 2005, there has been a refurbishment of the uh, boreholes uh, that are here to provide water and water is provided to Alexander Bay and to the town of Port Nolloth, which is about 80 kilometers from here. Uh, there's been a raw water reservoir uh, put in place. We've refurbished the bulk meters, we upgraded the uh, pump station that's required, uh, installed booster pumps, and we do continuous pump tests. Um, and a new telemetry system to test and monitor the pumps and the reservoirs. And we've also uh, installed a new wastewater treatment works, which was really a rehabilitation of the the ponds. Upgrades that have also been done. Uh, The electrical meters and water meters have been been installed, about 80% complete. Uh, We'll be doing a, a Next batch in the next um, uh, two months or so, the, which will bring it to almost 200%. And we'll also install um, uh, two modems which separate the mine and the town uh, at the, the main sub- substations, which is uh, uh, happened. We have the modem. it's a matter of installation. I've already indicated that we provide all the services. Uh, currently, At the municipal level, they've employed uh, Mr. Crystal Nichols, who's um, uh, from uh, the University of Stellenbosch, and he's uh, an engineering consultant, assisting them to meet the requirements and uh, come so that the study, uh, so that the uh, transfer of the distribution services can continue and be completed. the main focus at the moment is really the handover transfer of the electrical distribution services, which really involves ESCOM uh, Alexcor belt purchase contract and the NERSA Alex distribution license to the Rutgersveld Dispel- municipality. Um, NERSA, what, what we've, uh, we have uh, still to undertake, the municipality is to meet with NERSA and uh, Really arrange for their amendment of their distribution license. From our uh, side, it's really uh, signing over the the uh, the license to them that we have, that AlexCore has. And I mentioned the installation of uh, of the the modems. Um, the next uh, main focus is. <coughs> conversion of all the consumers to prepaid in alexander bay is a request of the municipality which i said we're uh, about to complete we're 80 percent but we're doing more in the next two months and uh, we then have to transfer all of the alexander bay consumers to the pre prepayment system one completion the uh, Basic services that are provided by the municipality will be, of course, electricity, water and sanitation, refuse removal, roads, parks and recreation. Um, we, we, of course, understand that the municipality has uh, uh, some constraints. It's concerned about uh, the, um, the cost of running the services here and we, we will assist them in the, in the best way possible and we'll work collectively to to solve that problem. Uh, There's a requirement uh, which is being implemented, stakeholder engagement, which is uh, Alex Gore, DPE, uh, Department of Agriculture and Rural Development and Municipality, which is being implemented. In fact, just yesterday, the deputy minister was here and he met uh, both the mayor and uh, the municipal manager of uh, the Ruttersfeld community. So we're uh, both implementing and developing the action plan uh, as as is uh, required to uh, ensure effective implementation. Okay, thank you very much. That was I've just gone through the slides very quickly.
10: Thank you. Thank you, Tay. That completes our input, and I assume that in the event that you have issues you wish to follow up that you may want us to avail ourselves again for the committee.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much uh, uh, to the team from uh, public enterprises, particularly Alexo. Um, I, I think that uh, firstly, I would say that it would be great if you can share that presentation or those presentations with us or give us a consolidated presentation once and for all. Um, uh, so that the members can also interact with those beyond this meeting. But I think I would want to take this opportunity again to check with the members uh, if they would like to raise some questions with this presentation. Of course, we appreciate it because it gives us uh, some global picture in terms of uh, what is actually obtaining with Alexco as well as the community. Uh, that uh, you are linked to insofar as the CPA is concerned. Um, members, <clears throat> there is a presentation and I must say that it is an executive summary as you could see, uh, but I think <clears throat> you have every right to want to ask questions if you have questions of clarity and make comments as well, unless you feel that uh, you you have been duly covered by the area interaction with the sister department any take us Ch- chairman yes honorable nana uh,
0: can
8: i can i suggest that uh, we 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 pause for now the department sends us the the presentation mhm we we individually go through the the, the, the presentation. I mean, I mean, the lady who represents the department. Uh, okay. R- rightly, rightly suggested that, in fact, rightly indicated that uh, they can be available for for further interaction. So. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, thanks, chef.
1: No, thank you, Honourable Nana. It's, actually that was the view that I had, but I didn't want to dictate. Is that the feeling that we have, uh, members? Um, I assume that your silence means consent. Great, chairperson. Thank you very much. Wonderful. Um, Let let me take this opportunity to to thank the, firstly, the Department of Agriculture, uh, Land Reform and Rural Development for having come through to present this to us. And I think we have said what we wanted to say to them and uh, we have given them a homework, we have also given them a takeaway in terms of what we expect when they come to this uh, committee. Uh, So we thank you, DG, and your team uh, for having come uh, here, and we really appreciate. Um, I also wish to equally thank um, the delegation that comes from uh, DPE, uh, particularly Alexco, uh, thank you, Chairperson, as well as the CEO and all the officials that had uh, attended uh, this uh, particular session. Uh, we would like to uh, release you uh, so that you can go back to your desk to continue doing the service to the nation. Uh, our committee work is still continuing and therefore I would request that uh, uh, you gracefully leave us we're not chasing you away but we have to get into committee where uh, wherein uh, we have to talk about matters that relate uh, to parliamentary work which are exclusively uh, for the attention of the members uh, we thank you so much trish did you want to say something
10: thank you chair leave? i just wanted to indicate that the two presentations are in the chat if your colleagues and you would wish to download them, Honorable Chair.
1: Thank you. Okay. And thank you for the time. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Have a lovely afternoon. Thank you so much. Uh, All the officials from the two departments are now released. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Honorable members, without any waste of time, We have the second item, which is the last item in our agenda, which is an item to look into the minutes of our previous meeting. The minutes have been shared with us in advance. And I want to understand that the members must have gone through those minutes. And uh, therefore uh, it will be quite a quick exercise to consider them for adoption. Uh, I see the hand of the Honorable Smith, but before you get there, Honorable Smith, um, allow me to confirm before we we, we get into this item, whether we constitute the quorum or not. Uh, My understanding is that we are 13 members of this uh, committee. This is the brief that I was given when I joined. And therefore, I just want to check from the number of attendees, particularly the honorable members, uh, how many members are there in order to check if we do constitute a quorum. Can you take us through that, uh, the Secretariat? Yes, Chair, we do
2: form a
1: quorum. Yeah, just to confirm how many members are present in this meeting. Thank you for, 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 for making that indication
7: there were nine members but miss um, bbs since excused herself so there is now eight members
1: okay thank you so much so we still form a quorum anyway or oh, we form a quorum because she was here we still form a quorum thank you so much wonderful great stuff uh, honorable smith uh,
5: thank you, Honourable Chair. Uh, again, sorry for not putting my video on. As you know, my network is a serious problem. Uh, Chair, um, I just want us to have clarity because they, uh, as you all would have seen on the chat group, uh, that there is uh, a, 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 um, a bone of congestion uh, in terms of the uh, um the how the voting process happens around that Uh, because we have had this problem before around when do we vote according to provinces and when do we vote uh, as individual members of the committee so uh, as you handled it uh, you know in terms of the uh, 13 members so it means 50 plus percent plus one member must be present Mm -hmm. Um, And that is, in fact, seven members um, that would uh, then um, constitute a a quorum in this case so that there isn't uh, any... Uh, um, confusion going forward. When we're voting on things like the minutes of a meeting, we look at the members within the committee and not provinces, as Honorable Modise indicated. Thank you, No, No,
1: no, no. Honorable Smith, don't be mischievous. Uh, That matter of that communication was happening in the WhatsApp. Um, Yes.
5: I just want us to have clarity, Jay.
1: No, 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 Jay. I, I, Honourable Smith, I, I hear you. I think we, we we will have clarity when clarity is required. Uh, we don't have that item on our agenda. Everything is clear now. We've got quorum and we constitute quorum and we are good to take decisions in this meeting. Jay,
5: Jay note, uh, on a, on a point note, of order but, on that, Let me complete
1: Jay. what I'm saying. Yes. Let me complete what I'm saying. The issue that you are raising, if it needs to be addressed, it will be addressed at a right time in a right forum because we had an agenda here that was adopted, Honourable Smith. I okay. don't want agenda items that come when agenda has been adopted. So okay. I respect what you are saying and I take consideration of it, but I want to say again, there was an informal interaction in a WhatsApp group. So it must not be straight jagged into an item of the agenda. What is important now is that we do form a quorum. Please don't make it difficult for me. J- uh, I noted what you what are saying.
5: Jefferson, I, I've got a question then uh, for you in terms of, uh, you, you declared that there's a quorum. So, uh, uh, based on which one of the two points are you declaring that there's a quorum based on provinces or based on the individual members? Because that is a principal uh, question that we need to answer when we talk about a quorum. So it's not an additional mem- uh, uh, item on the agenda. Well, I'm just. Um, asking Schmitt, in
1: terms of process. We, yeah, Honorable Smith, we're talking about the membership of this committee. It has got... Thank you.
5: Members. Thank you. So it's in terms of and, membership. Thank you, Jay.
1: we have got eight that are present. and That's uh, uh, what I wanted to hear. Yeah. Thank so, you, Jay. Honorable Smith, don't be mischievous. We don't come, we don't fall from the sky. We come from provinces, but we are members of this committee. Okay, members, the item uh, is the item of the minutes. Um. <clears throat> Can you please, uh, just in case that there could be a correction that needs to be made on the draft minutes before they are adopted, Uh, if possible, can you screen those minutes? I know the members have them in their gadgets. Um, Honorable members, you looked into the minutes uh, from page one to the last.
11: Honorable
2: Chairperson, can I propose something
1: yeah, yes Honorable
2: yes because
1: we have received the
2: minutes on time and we read them uh, yeah. um, there's no need for uh, for you to put on the slide uh, to go page by page because we read them
1: okay no I'm just I'm just saying that they must put them just in case there could be a member who would want to make a correction so that we get there otherwise I take your suggestion that uh, members have, have read the minutes. Uh, is there any member that has got any item that or any issue that uh, he or she would like to correct in the minutes? I think all members are fine with the minutes as they were shared in advance. We now request a mover for the adoption of the minutes. I move, Chair. The Honorable Modisa moves for the adoption of the minutes. Is there a seconder? Honorable members, we need a seconder for the adoption of the minutes. Yes, Honorable Nana. I hope you can see the problem that
8: you could be faced with if the opposition decides not to partake, particularly in that doctrine of minutes. You know, we, we must tread very carefully. You, you said two con- constructing statements. Initially, you said it is by membership to the committee. But after that, you make a cynical addition. That we don't fall from the sky, we're from provinces. Everybody knows that we're from provinces. We're not mana. It's unacceptable, man. Chairman. If we can keep quiet now, this at these minutes will not be will not be adopted. We must be treated as adults. Otherwise, we'll be hostile towards you and your ANC. There'll be no progress in this committee. I just want to, I just want I just want to make that that caution, Chairman.
1: Honorable uh, Nara, there was no malice. I, I answered, I dealt with that question properly. And uh, I think you might have read it differently, but that's not. that was never the intention. So- oh, I
8: hope yeah. I read it differently, Chairman, because you made two conflicting statements. And I'm saying to you, the first one you said, it's by membership to the committee. And mm-hmm. Honorable Smith accepted that. But you after that, make a cynical comment. That no, this, fall
1: from this I don't want us to enter into a dialogue but that statement was never intended to be cynical at all this, but this is how this, this is how it came across No I think you it's, you are raising historical issues here in terms of your, your temperature. No honorable Nana the membership is clear here we are 13 members of this committee. I repeat what I said and therefore the quorum is checked in terms of the attendance of the members of the committee. I, I still want to ask if we have a seconder to the adoption of the minutes. If there is no seconder, then it would mean then that we just note these minutes and defer them to the next meeting. Honourable Chair, I'll second. The Honorable Map De Brain has uh, seconded the minutes. Is there a contrary view? Silence means consent uh, the minutes of this meeting. And, uh, come again. Chairperson, it's Honourable Smith. Yes, Honourable Smith. I am
5: consent, Honourable Chair. If we look at... The number that we said we are eight members, okay it's the honourable Madise, it's the honourable yourself, and then there's a maximum of uh how many five uh opposition members on the on the platform. so I just want to confirm are we still eight members or or is one of the NC members missing?
1: uh the secretariat did assure me that we have eight only the ninth it was member. At
5: the, at the moment but i'm asking now at this moment that we're adopting because we had uh discussions until then so at all time until the business is finished we need to make sure that there's a call uh, we'll, because can, clearly no anc member to second so it means that there's one member short
1: we can check that because there's also the issues of uh network instability for for some members. So a member might have maybe been kicked out by the system, but I think that's neither here nor there because we have a seconder. And at a time when we started this item, everybody was here on board. I don't want us to be too technical about that.
5: Chair, we and, must be technical about it. This is a legal, yeah, I'm checking, legal process. I'm, I'm I mean, checking
1: with the Secretariat to check exactly what you are referring to. Is there anyone who might have been kicked by the system, members of the Secretariat?
2: Yes, Chair. Honorable Mamorobela just indicated that she has been kicked by the system
7: of the meeting, out of the meeting by the
1: system. She's trying to reconnect, okay. She is, yes, she's trying that, to reconnect. That's the issue then I was talking about of the instability. We must The environment in which we are operating also has got these challenges that some members are located in, in locations where in the network or signal is unstable for one reason or the other. I don't think we do have a contrary view. Um, so I think the minutes are now duly adopted. Chairperson. Um. Yes,
5: hon. Honorable Smith. Honourable uh Jay, I want to to state two two points. Firstly is we can't ex accept that the minutes is duly accepted because we are not a quorum, okay, in essence. So that's that's the first issue. The second issue, this situation with the networks actually reinforces the drive for us as committee members to start to sit in person within committee. Uh, because uh, this is the type of situation we're going to constantly have. This was a temporary uh, uh, um, arrangement uh, while we were in deep in the COVID uh, pandemic with all the uh, regulations. Uh, The the portfolio committees are actually returning to to in-person meetings and I think it is proper for us as well to start to arrange for in-person meetings as this committee. Thank you, Chair.
1: Your suggestion is uh, duly noted and I think the members uh, will uh, grasp it and uh, consider it going forward. Uh, I don't think you are raising an opposing view, uh, but you are just stating a challenge with regards to the manner in which we're operating right now, given the post-COVID situation. Uh, Honorable members, (coughs) there it is. The the minutes uh, are duly adopted now. And uh, I want to take this opportunity to thank you uh, for attending and, and for engaging with um, the presentations that were made to us by the two departments. And of course we are operating under very um, different environment which has got its own challenges. And uh, I sincerely note the suggestions which are made by the members here. And I also wish to say that members must not take a view that when we express ourselves that necessarily we are being Uh, negative, but we speak, um, you know, openly and frankly, and do not prejudge each other. And I am certainly a chairperson of the committee, and uh, I respect all the members equally in the committee, and uh, I am again wanting to appeal to the members that let's work together and ensure that we serve and service our people. As expected, I want to take this opportunity to thank you members I know that some members will be going to plenaries, and therefore, I don't want to waste your time I wish to release everybody the meeting stands agenda.